Hello Android developers! My name is Mohsen and as a new category in this YouTube channel, I want to start interviewing some professional Android developers to get to know their lifestyle and how they keep themselves up to date. These videos are also to encourage junior Android developers to get more into Android and they understand how a senior developer life is like and how they keep themselves up to date and keep track of everything. Please. Uh, like and share this video if you like it and do not forget to subscribe to get more of this video Thank you, and let's start. Hello, and welcome to this video. In this video, I want to interview with Mr. Jaffe, or we can call him Sayed, I think that's okay. So please introduce yourself and give us some insight. Uh, what are you doing? Hi, I'm awesome. <coughs> Thanks for having me today. Um, yeah, as you said, I'm Sayed Jafari. I'm uh, a software engineer in Revolut, in, based in London currently, and um, very glad to be here. That's pretty much the short, brief information. <laughs> okay, cool. So I knew you from Twitter, and then I met you on Droidcon Berlin, of course, remotely, because you couldn't get the visa and some, some issue happened. But anyway, that I, I, I saw the talk. And I think it was fantastic. Do you want to talk about the talk that you had? Yeah, sure. It, it, the funny thing is, it, it's the topic that I, I'm kind of passionate about, and I like to talk about it, hence the talk. So uh, yeah, why not? Um, I, I'm always talking about crashes and exceptions and how good they are to our app instead of our uh, instinct that tells us, okay, exceptions are bad. So I talked to a lot of friends, colleagues, and a lot of um, different places, but it was never online or official. It was just roundup debates. I uh, one day I come to myself, okay, why not to put it in a talk and then do it officially, like share it with the rest of the people and see what they think. So yeah, I put uh, put down some time and then gathered up all the slides and then yeah, that's what happened at DroidCon. And I think you did also enjoy it from London, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, yeah, both of them. Cool. To be honest, I, I really like people who take care of the community and, and that's why we are here. So the main goal of these interviews are to encourage the junior Android developers and those of those who want to join this community. And we want to show that how friendly we are and how we we are open to share the data, share the knowledge, and even share our lifestyle. So thank you for, for being here. And I think we can continue with my questions. So I, I wrote some of the questions and I also opened the thread on uh, Reddit and some, some people just jumped in and they had lots of nice questions that I added to my list. So I will start asking one by one and let's see how it goes. Uh, the first category is lifestyle. So uh, I think we, we like to know what's the lifestyle of a professional Android developer who is working in this field. But uh, what are your hobbies and, and what do you, how do you spend your uh, non-working time after work? Oh, that's a complicated one. But you and I both have a child. So, you know, when, we, when a child comes by, then the whole story changes. Uh, so did mine. And uh, yeah, I try to spend most of my time with the family, my wife, my child. I try to get take him out, take a walk, or maybe just spend some, trying to spend some quality time with him. Uh, that's the goal in the day-to-day, -day, and especially for the weekends. 
but of course, we cannot just leave the entire Android <laughs> story behind. So yeah, there is always Android uh, topics involving those free times. Okay, interesting. So uh, if you want to say a fun fact about yourself, what could it be? Huh, I, I really like this question. Um, so uh, there might be quite a few fun facts about me, but I think the, the funniest one might be that I'm also a pilot. Uh, that I have a um, private pilot license. It's, it's, it's for sure PPL, and I can kind of drive small airplanes. Oh, interesting. Uh, I, I'm curious to know how. Maybe we should go a trip together, but okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you also have a plan? <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I'm want just to know... a pilot, not rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was wondering maybe as an Android developer, you make that much money, but okay. Oh. <laughs> so uh, do you also do Android development for fun? So when you're at home and you have nothing to do, do you open Android Studio or, your, or have your own project? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that's the only way I could manage to stay up to date with everything. Um, but I wouldn't just put it as Android development. I just pick up what comes to me and try to work on it. Uh, it happened to be at some point Python project. Uh, it had to be kind of Compose desktop, something unrelated to Android, but Compose was the sharing logic. And yeah, but I do definitely spend some time uh, on generally software engineering stuff uh, in my free time. Okay, cool. And, and how do you reduce the stress and pressure after the long work day? Do you have any solution like, I don't know, going to a dark room and closing your eyes or playing video games or watching some fun series? Uh, so again, I'm gonna go back to the situation that I have a child. When you have okay. one of them, <laughs> the whole pressure just immediately goes away when you just get up from your seat. And yeah, it, it's, it really does help. Plus, um, I try to keep myself relaxed during the whole day. So I don't want to do pressured, under-pressured work because I don't believe that they are the type of work for me. So I try to reduce it as much as possible and put it, uh, put it inside our day in day to day development in even in the work culture mm -hmm. so honestly um even though there is pressure it, it's enough for me to tolerate that i don't feel it yeah okay <clears throat> talking about pressure at work uh, when when you want to focus on something and there are lots of distraction do you listen to music or any specific genre or or artist or playlist uh, how, how do you try to manage that focus? So that might be actually the second fact about me, fun <laughs> fact, and that is I don't listen to any kind of music at all, oh. and not even outside of the world. But okay. uh, I tried because I saw so many people when trying to focus on coding, they listen to music, and I tried, and I failed at it so badly that I'm not a good listening multitasker. If mm. I listen to something, I'll just forget about what I'm doing right now. <laughs> One thing at a time. Okay, okay. Uh, how did lockdown and COVID somehow hit you and the and the workflow? And how did you manage to stay at home whole time? Um. So it it was a roller coaster for me um, about COVID because initially when the COVID hit, uh, I was in Berlin 
and our flat wasn't really that big so i had to sit mm-hmm. in the reception room that's what they call it in the uk mm-hmm. and do the work and also my child was there and my wife used to go and come back so it was a uh, it was a lot of uh, like focusing issue at the beginning but then <coughs> sorry and uh, <coughs> as the time went by i kind of managed to uh find my focus and get around all the noise that is happening around me and avoid being distracted but luckily after i moved to london our how our flat is big enough that i have my separate room and it's like my office so i don't care really if i go to office or not i actually prefer to stay at home because again mm-hmm. i happen to use that commute time with my family more so yeah 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 i understand i'm also here yeah, but same. it definitely but uh, it's definitely worth mentioning that um, putting on a lot of weight is one of the benefits of working from home so <laughs> yeah it's been it's, it's been tough you mentioned you're married if you was not and by knowing the lifestyle of an android developer will you marry some some android developer this this, this oh. question comes from my wife because she suffers a lot for my hard work and then she really like to know other android developer answers yeah i don't know my wife is going to watch this uh, interview <laughs> or not <laughs> hopefully not please don't <laughs> you can skip this moment if you're watching right now um <laughs> Uh, yeah it's kind of a tough question to answer but um i don't know honestly um i, I don't i don't want to limit it all about work life balance because obviously love part is the is the most important factor mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's what I, what is uh, keeping us going but uh definitely there are times that she uh, my wife gets frustrated so I, i assume if i was her i would have get uh, got frustrated too <laughs> i don't know i i'm not sure how to answer that kind of question on sleep but okay yeah maybe it's yeah. too much Let, let's skip it so mm. um there was a trend on twitter people and developers sharing their salary but I don't want to ask you how much do you make uh, if you can say if you want but someone and 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 reddit asked me to ask anyone I interview how much they make but I don't want to go that way I want to change it to uh, this way that are you happy with income and you think as as a software developer who is doing android we are making a good money in compared to other software developers So yeah that's a, that's a <coughs> very very good point and important actually i i think wherever we are we are kind of a little bit above the average of that city i'm uh, i'm not uh, saying it based on absolute facts but based on my findings um but that doesn't mean that's enough uh not for me not for anyone else in any different industry so especially in london and berlin uh, the housing costs are skyrocket so uh, you got to have a much higher salary at least than what i'm getting right now 
to be able to afford a suitable, affordable, decent housing here. But um, yeah, I, I'm okay. I don't say that I don't like my what I'm getting right now. I'm definitely totally okay. But uh, that doesn't mean I want to stop here. Uh, no, there is always a room, and I'm, I'm, I'm always uh, raising my hand for that. And for the note that people ask you for the exact number, I don't mind sharing it. In fact, see someone attracts some attention as well. Uh, self, uh, <laughs> selfishly, I'm gonna send just uh, say everyone to just go to my Twitter. I share it in a few months back, so they will find it there. Okay, nice. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but anyway. So, yeah, uh, you know the git blame feature. And what's your reaction when you go through the blame and you want to find that guy that did the hack and you find that it was yourself? Close the ticket immediately and put it under the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want anyone else to find out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean uh, Especially after a side, side project on GitHub, you always look back at what you have done and you see the progress and you feel like, okay, what have I been doing all this time? And you might actually feel like you have wasted your time by coding in that way, but that's actually wrong because at that moment of time with that condition and stress, that's what came up and that's the best solution you got. Uh, and everyone reviewed it, everyone agreed with it. You moved on, and it was working for for how many long, uh, how many days, or months, or maybe years. But now, of course, you learn much more, and you can go back to change it if it's not working well. If it's working, it doesn't really matter for the user uh, what kind of a technologies are used. So yeah, I, I do definitely get the heat of oh boy, I messed something up badly. Look who wrote that. I do get that as well. But then immediately I tried to like remember all the situation I went when I was writing that code and to kind of calm down myself to avoid um, doing something in a rush that I regretted later, maybe. Right now I don't accept that code, but if I change it in a hurry and then one year later, I will regret it even more than the previous version. Yeah, yeah. Good points. I, I agree with all of them. And I've been there before, and and the best part is that you learn that okay, you have improved, and and it's nice that you get the feeling that okay, I didn't mess at that point, but now I know how to do it, and and it's a good feeling. I always get the good feeling. But okay. Yeah, totally. Cool. As the last question of this category, what's your phone brand? Is it Android hmm. or iOS? No, it's definitely Android. Okay. I'm not the imposter here. <laughs> uh, no, so it's a it's a OnePlus uh, 8T, but uh, the next one won't be a OnePlus. Sorry, OnePlus. Yeah, I wanted to go for OnePlus, but when Pixel is here, then why OnePlus? Uh, you are not the Pixel either. <laughs> I didn't okay. like the latest version. I, mm. I, I really didn't like the latest version, the 6 Pro and 6. Uh, it wasn't really my thing. Can I ask why? So, yeah. Uh, first thing, the battery sucks. Uh, and the, the, the charger is not powerful enough to charge it as fast as my OnePlus. My OnePlus mm -hmm. charges in 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I really don't care about batteries these days. And uh, 
face unlock is really important. I don't really like to use the finger anymore mm -hmm. to unlock the phone. Yeah. And a few of these features that really stand out that like, maybe this is not the phone that I'm looking for, especially that my current phone is decent enough that can get me by maybe by the next year. So I didn't feel the need to go and buy another one. Yeah. My, my only uh, thing about this question is that when you have a kid, then you cannot change your phone every year. And, and <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what I'm You're already about. a father. <laughs> yeah. <it is. laughs> cool. So yeah, we will go to the next category. Okay, uh, the second section is about Android community. So you have already contributed with your talk to the Android community. And, uh, but beside that, what was your latest contribution to the Android community? Was there any other libraries or article or uh, something like this? So, uh, yeah, so I, of course, this year was one of my most active years. So I've given a lot of talks, I guess. And uh, not just Droidcon, there was uh, Berlin, London, Italy. There was uh, Berlin user group for Kotlin. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a few talks definitely went out this year for me. But I do have a blog as well which is quite rusty. I used to write a lot when I, when I was in Berlin, but now I didn't have the time yet to, to get it up and running again. Uh, about libraries, um, so I do try myself to keep myself updated with the cool new libraries that come out, but to write Martin one myself, I did write a few libraries Apparently, no, not much attention was grabbed. So it was a cool hobby for me. Done it. That's there. Um, right now, nothing of such. But I have one project in my head that I can. It's kind of a library project. Maybe I can put it on, uh, start working on it before the year ends. So mm -hmm. that's the article. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Interesting. So talking about your talk, I, I really like to know how you prepare yourself for going up a stage because I, I've done this and, and I know the pressure and uh, I like to know how every person try to manage it. Um, I, I want to put something firmly here that doing a talk in person than doing it in uh, virtually is two different worlds. Uh, they don't even collide in even a path with each other. So the first one, which I was doing virtually, I was, I was super stressed and it was for Kotlin Berlin. And, but I managed to kind of pull myself together and it was just a little bit of sweating. That was all. And then when, when the guy, uh, I think it was a uh, partner of Holger. I don't really remember the name, sorry. Uh, but when he started talking and like we warmed up a little bit before the actual live event, uh, everything was already cooled down, calm, and I could focus on what I was doing. So great job to the organizer. Mm -hmm. But then uh, after that, the virtual talks got better and better and better. To this point, I just have to rehearse it and know what I'm going to talk about. And then I don't think about the talk at all. I'll just try to talk about what I care about and that's it. Uh, because if I talk about the talk itself and the people that are looking at me, I'll get freaked out immediately and I lose it. But then until I got to the real stage, 
in an in-person talk in London. And it was like, oh my God, how am I going to pull this one up? <laughs> it was super scary. I, I, was, I was freaking out. And I, I told my friend, listen, I'm, I'm freaked out. I'm, I'm scared. I'm shaking. My hands are sweaty, but, but they're cold. All of those creepy things were happening. And he, I said, I'm going to be left alone for a moment and just sit there. I went to the, I, I thought to myself, okay, let's go to the room and then and let's pick up the wipe so I can calm myself down. That was the worst idea. Never go to the room before, the, before your talks start. Just go there when, when it's about the time. So I went there, I was listening to another talk, which was before me. And I was like, oh my God, all of these people are looking at me. What am I going to do? It was even worse. But then I couldn't stand up because my legs were shaking so hard. I couldn't do a damn thing. And then um, the talk ended and I immediately kind of pushed myself kind of literally to the stage and to the podium and try to do a small talk with the organizer, same as I did with the virtual versions and kind of pull a few jokes before that, like please a few people. And that was it. Uh, most of the stress immediately cooled down again because I saw, okay, maybe I can communicate. That's there. I just need to, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> I just need to bring it up. And then during the talk, I found that if I if I'm if I want to cool myself down, I usually hold on to something. So there was a podium. If you look at the video, you will see that I'm holding most of the time the podium. That was the reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving the secrets. I'm letting the cat out of the box here. All right. Uh, before we go and see a real uh, use cases and example of exceptions and how to deal with them, I'm gonna set something very clear. clear. And that's exception-driven programming against if-else. Let's see a round of hands who thinks exception-driven, uh, who has actually tried it, and who thinks it's actually good. Come on, no one? You didn't try exception-driven programming ever? Oh, someone did. You weren't brave enough. OK, cool, one person, OK. Uh, in fact, uh, it's not good. Don't try it. And there was a reason for that pause. So uh, uh, some question from Reddit is that, uh, how do you keep yourself up to date with the fast paced Android development and uh, you know, every day a new library, a new version of Kotlin, a new version of SDK? How, how, do, you, how do you keep yourself up to date? Um, so how should we approach this question? I have two ways. Um, okay. Uh, if, if someone is listening, my suggestion, uh, I'm not going to tell you right now what I'm, what I'm doing every day, but uh, my suggestion is read every blog post you can, watch every video talk, interview about Android, listen to every tweet everyone publishes, and that's, you, that's how you probably stay up to date by 50% of Android development. And if you do it for a week, you will see that it doesn't work. Because you're one person and there is a million things happening at the same time on Android development. And you can actually do that. I learned it the hard way. It took me a few months to figure out that I'm, I'm not the Iron Man of learning everything uh, all by myself. So these days, I don't really care about what's going on. I just only care about what I'm interested in and only the news. 
So if a li new library publishes, usually on Twitter, it's the best place to just keep people around you that are very active. So I uh, keep in mind that, okay, there is that sort of library over there for this specific task. If I need it later, I'll go have a look. But if I'm interested in, lab, lab, in that library, I'll go and have a look right now. If it's something that Google pushes, like Compose, for example, then I need to go and learn it in, in a short time because then uh, the whole community will be moving towards that and I'll be left behind. But something like Compose happens, what, uh, once in 13 years? <laughs> so you don't have to really worry much about it. Mm -hmm. um, in fun fact, I'm going to give this example because it comes a lot and actually shocks a lot of people out. Uh, a few people come, uh, come to me and ask me, do you know this problem with live data? Or other person comes to me and says, do you know how to use live data in this situation? Uh, the first thing that I tell them is like, listen, I didn't use live data much. So I don't know how to set up or um, code what you're asking for. I'm sorry about it. But my gut tells me that maybe you should set it up in this way and that way, or maybe just go and read the documentation. Yeah. And they're like, you don't know how to work with live data. I was like, I don't need to know it yet. So I don't learn it. Yeah, you don't need to learn everything. Just le learn about the things that you're most interested about. Yeah, I, I also think it this way that it's like a big ocean and you cannot get deep in every every segment. So you have to stay on surface, maybe for some, some APIs or some tools and go dive deep inside when you need to use that thing. Because uh, I have an example. I knew that, okay, on phone, there is Bluetooth and there is BLE and there are some API that you can use it, but I never used it until my previous work and previous project. So before that, I had no idea how it works. I used it and now I know things has changed after I left the company and, and uh, Android also updated a bit of, a bit uh, libraries and APIs. And if you ask me to do it now, I have to go and read it again because the moment you leave the API behind, it's going to get updated. And as you said, there are a million people generating contents, library and data that you may use maybe 1% of all those data to do your job. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. But uh, this is something for, for those who want to join. Uh, some I know some people who want to join and they think that they should know everything from scratch and they should exactly know how API works, how every API works. And, and th that's not okay. That doesn't work. So you have to look what tool you need and, and use that in your case. But Enough from my side. Let's, let's continue with you. Yeah, to, to, to give another example, at the beginning, I was really interested about uh, retrofit library and how it works. So I was like, okay, maybe I should go and read it up. And that's exactly what I did. I went deep inside. Like I left everything aside and I said, okay, I want to know how ret retrofit works and that's it. So um, just focus on your time, um, focus your time on the things that you really care about or you're interested. Yeah, yeah I agree. <clears throat> and, and how much time do you dedicate for learning materials? Is it, for example, a fixed time, one, one hour per day, or I don't know, do you get upset when you do not meet that time? No, so I don't have a dedicated fixed time. 
uh, I'm I'm very flexible person. I try to adjust as much as possible, but I do dedicate uh, a bit in the morning because I'm fresh and I'm, until I get uh, completely boot up, I need a bit of a buffer, and that buffer is by reading books or maybe just reading some articles. Android Weekly and Kotlin Weekly are the best things uh, in the Monday mornings, and then. Uh, at night, if I have a project, then I definitely try to work it, as I've said it, uh, but um, not necessarily every every night I have to put like one hour. Uh, maybe that's one of the reasons I never went to the freelancing world, because I cannot be in a constraint of have to work one hour. Yeah, yeah I agree. So uh, talking about Android articles, what was the latest article you, you read and you found it useful? Hmm. There was a, there was a, uh, it was an article not about Android. Maybe I can think about Android one and give you one. But there was an article on the strings on Java and how they have improved over the time from Java 8. It was fantastic. Like it was going into details how uh, like a plus operator for two strings is now a better way to approach concatenating two strings together. Unfortunately, we are living in the Java 8 of Android, so we don't get all those benefits, but we have Kotlin, so we can benefit from it. Uh, but Android specific, hmm. oh, there was, there was, oh yes, there was one blog, I don't know if it was Chris Baines, I'm not sure, but it was about passing modifiers to compose functions. So it, it was something that I struggled at the beginning and I figured that again, the hard way, and after I read this article, maybe eight months after our, after my struggles, I was like, oh, that's why. So we have the same feeling that we should actually pass the modifier all those functions. <laughs> that was actually very interesting. Yeah, if you send me the link, I will put in the video description. So sure. uh, yeah, I will put the, your Twitter account and your talk and, and any article that you give me that you think is useful for Android community. Awesome. So, yeah, another question from Reddit. Uh, who is your hero in Android world? And uh, how would you react if you see him in person? Um, so I don't like the word hero because, for two reasons. One is that because it separates people from normal people, it makes you feel that, okay, they're born with a special ability. They, they went to a scientific lab, something went wrong, and now they are like kind of a different person now. I, I don't like the way that we are using, we are abusing the word hero too much in these days. So yeah, I don't like it this way. I like to feel connected and I feel like, okay, that's achievable, but he had the time to put it, you didn't. So that's the difference. Uh, so I don't want to say that anybody is my favorite, uh, favorite or hero, but I do love people from Square. Uh, like, of course, Jake Wharton, I'm a fan. Uh, the one, the thing that he does, um, Jesse Wilson, uh, Eager, all these people from Square, definitely. Uh, the fact that I like them is because they share a lot of their works with public. There might be a lot of other people's, but they don't share. If you sharing... <coughs> If you share your work, then you're more uh, precious to the community than the rest that don't. 
but that's why I like them. Uh, but of course, you cannot go about without saying um, Google developers. Um, actually, there is one person that I really like in terms of talking, and that's Chet Hass. I managed to get a hold of him in this Troikon. I like the way that he, he gives talks and uh, he kind of a stand-up comedy meets technical talks. So uh, I really love to uh, pick up his ideas and kind of apply to my talks. I tried even in this talk. Uh, but yeah, I like you as well. Like, you know, you're doing a good job in the community. So good job. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I also like Jeff Hess. And I, I also took a selfie with him in Droidcon. And that, that's an achievement for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, also Hadi Hariri. I, I like him from Kathleen community. And he is doing a great job uh, sharing the knowledge about the Kathleen. And I, I really like him and what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. He has a very close um, kind of a talk characteristic as Chet has. Like he's funny <laughs> in a way of technical. So yeah, yeah. He, him too. Yeah, I, I like his jokes. So, yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. So that's it with this section. So let's go with the other one. Cool. Okay. Uh, the next section is about encouraging junior and developers who want to join this community and want to become some someday some senior and developers. So first question is is a result of a, a discussion on Reddit, which I like to share with you, and, and then we talk about it. So uh, how did you start Android development, and what was your first API version? Do you remember? So I don't remember, but unofficially I started with Android to I think gingerbread or something before that, but I didn't do Android development. I used to mess up with Android drums. So I was like on, um, uh, what, was, what was the name of the website? I forgot. Uh, there is a famous website for a lot of Android drums. I forgot it now. Uh, I, I was trying to be active there. I created one or two ROMs for my own phone and then, um, Fast forward, maybe a few years after that, maybe two or three years after that, I decided, okay, I kind of like Java, so let's get to learn Java. I studied Java as much as I could and then try to learn how to do, uh, how to create an app for myself. And, and then tried a few interviews. I was lucky and got a job. Yeah, nice. Uh, do you believe as an Android developer or as a professional Android developer, do you need to know every time, everything from the version one and what was the, what was the changes to the API or, or what you know right now is enough? Oh, um, if you can, if, if you really can learn all of that ocean, be my guest. I mean, I, I don't even think these days, I don't even think people in the Google know everything about Android themselves. They are now focused on one part of it. And if you hear about their talks, they cannot come up with answers that are not in their uh, kind of fields of the work that they're doing. And this is such a massive area right now. I don't think anybody can actually grasp everything at one. Uh, and plus, a lot of useless bunch of uh, deprecated stuff is not going to do you any good. So like async task is a thing of a past, luckily. Uh, so you don't need to really learn it. Uh, just forget about it. But you definitely need to learn 
something that is, was very akin to as async task called memory leak. So instead of learning async task, which is not used these days, hopefully, uh, go and learn memory leak and what they are. Um, <laughs> definitely not. You cannot even do that. <laughs> yeah, someone was thinking that we can, but anyway. Uh, what, <laughs> what was your first Android app? Uh, or I can say serious Android app because yeah, you, you make some hello world, but what was the first one you put on market and, and had some users? I don't, I do have an app for myself now, but the first serious app that I built was for the company that I was joined. Um, so it was a, it was a learning app that we used to uh, play learning videos. And it, it was a very different kind of app because the business model was super different. Uh, but yeah, bottom line, it was like users would sign up and they could see uh, all kinds of learning videos. Uh, they could watch and learn something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. The, the reason I'm asking is to know at which level you can maybe have an app that makes user happy. So you uh, should be a very professional Android developer or with some, some knowledge, you can, you can create something. Uh, for that, I can give you an app that apparently a lot of people are paying for it. I don't know why. And the whole only thing, the only thing that this app does is just make your phone warm. And the app is called Radiator. Uh, okay. it, it's super funny because people <laughs> do actually install it and give feedback on the, on the store and for them. So it doesn't really matter which level of professionalism you've uh, gained. Uh, if you find something useful, hopefully not another radiator, but just build it, put it up there. And there is people, trust me, there is people for all kinds of stuff. They're interested in what you've uh, invested your time. Is it open source? Can we see the code? <laughs> I, I like I to know. So. I know. I like to know the loops. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. What aspect of your job as an Android developer you love, and and you think in if you do another job you will miss it? Community. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely, definitely community. Uh, I love coding, uh, but if coding was just sitting there alone uh, i i do that time to time i, I just want to lift leave the whole world and be focused on my computer and my computer alone but i don't think i can uh, survive in that uh, kind of lifestyle for a very long time at least personally so you know community definitely yeah i agree we, we have a nice community and oh yeah. yeah i don't know if for example ios has it so don't become an iOS developer. Please join Android. <laughs> yeah, just I'm yeah. Joking. Who wants to code in this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do Do you also code for other platform like iOS or backend? You just said no. I, think. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, I do code for iOS sometimes. So I uh, one of the things that I like I like to review for iOS codes as well. So whenever mm -hmm. there's a PR from my uh, teammates on iOS, I try mm -hmm. to have a look at it and review it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I happen to learn a lot from it. And I do code, as I've said, in Python. Um, it, 
bit of a JavaScript, but although I'm not very good at it, I don't know who who's, who is. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, uh, you you mentioned a nice point that I like to do it also by myself. So right now, Swift and Kotlin is so much lookalike, and I think an, an Android developer can also review iOS app and iOS pull request. Do you normally do this in your team between iOS and Android apps? So yeah, I've seen my f- um, my colleagues from iOS team do review Android as well, just as a hobby. They don't have to, but they like it, so they do. So I, I picked it from the last company. There was uh, one of our teammates that used to, he was an iOS engineer and he used to review our code in a, in a way that we missed stuff that was important, but he picked it up. Mm. I was like, how do you even <laughs> know this stuff? And he said, I'm just reviewing the code. That's all. So I, I, I was interested. I wanted to know. And I tried to review it a few times and it wasn't as scary as it sounds. So I'm now doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So if someone wants to start Android development today, do you suggest that they should start with Java or Kotlin? And that's, a, that's a tough one. Uh, Kotlin is very mature these days. But uh, a lot of people from my, uh, my home country, like we are from the same country, uh, they, they start... Um, they start their career. And when they started, I always kind of suggest them to start with Java because uh, the resource that I have to suggest to them for Java is in Persian. So they don't have to like get stressed with English and all of the uh, subtleties. Um, but also I know that the resource is awesome. Number one for, for the Java development. Uh, but uh if another person maybe from London asked me, I would suggest to go and check out some of the Kotlin resources and learn that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good point. So so the learning material kind of decide which which way to go. Yeah. 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 Nice answer. So uh, how was your last job interview process? And uh, oh. the main reason I'm asking is that, do you believe an Android developer should have deep algorithm knowledge? Uh, first, the first question, it was daunting. <laughs> it was overwhelming, stressful, exhaustive, all of them at the same time. Um, so I, I did uh, a few interviews uh, in the past a few months because I changed job, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, the one in Revolut was, uh, was okay. So uh, I'm not sure if I can share this stuff with you guys, but uh, my experience, we didn't at that time, it was about a year ago. Mm-hmm. So at that time, we didn't have uh, anything, any algorithmic questions. Although uh, if, if I'm supposed to design some of the questions for, uh, for Android development interviews, I would actually put some of the data structure questions. Uh, like how, how I expect the person to know, if it's senior, to know about how the hash map works under the hood and how, what can you do if the hash map doesn't work? Uh, so something like this is uh, very important, at least to me, to, to see the person knows. But generally, to, to your second question, um, for some companies, yeah, I, does make sense because they don't hire specifically for Android. They hire generally for the entire company. I'm aware that Facebook does it. So when you get into Facebook, you don't actually have to go to the Android team. 
if you if you were interviewed to Android. You can go to the any other team that you like. So um, I don't like it personally. Uh, again, it's super stressful to ask algorithmic questions. But uh, when I think about it, I don't yet have another solution for those companies. So for now, I try to just go on with it. Okay, the, the next question is kind of related from Reddit. Uh, they ask, uh, I've been learning Android for past three or four months and was wondering if I could grab an internship opportunity. Is, do you think three or months is enough to start? Sure, why not? I mean, uh, why would you want to go with an internship when you can go with an, a real job? I don't say that in the, you should directly uh, aim for the biggest senior levels, but uh, there are some maybe uh, contract works or freelance work that allow you to build up experience for a real project without going to the internship. Uh, with that said, uh, if you find an internship in a cool company, never miss that because it's a very good uh, opportunity and missing that might actually be. Um, in, in the future, it will be more beneficial when you do an uh, internship for a cool company rather than just doing a small job for a small company. So, but yeah, two or three months can be more than enough depending on the person, depending on what you've learned. Uh, again, you have to look back and see how much you have progress. Uh, Git blame can be a good option here. <laughs> yeah, cool. So another question from Reddit is that what characteristic in an Android developer can get your, if you're an interviewer, can get your acceptance, uh, both technically and personally? Uh, and and uh, even let's, not, let's not, for, sorry, let's not forget, uh, this guy is junior Android developer, he's not a senior, so. Yeah, um, I, I don't really care about uh, the, the prefix, it's something that we use, we like to label people with. But um, I always suggest that even if you're a junior Android developer, go and read up top, the top Android questions. They give you so much ideas about what is gonna be asked and maybe you find something interesting and you go and read it up in your free time. But um, something I really like to see in an interview is how the person actually answers, how he reacts, even though it's not a cultural interview, it's a technical one, but I like to see his reactions, his answers. If a person gets aggressive, that's definitely a no to me. Like immediately we'll say, this is a red flag, we, we turn him off. But um, yeah, the, it's a balance. Don't go too deep in a technical and forget about your softer skills. They are maybe even more important than technicals. Yeah, yeah, I also agree. I've done this before and hired junior under developers, and I just like to see the passionate in that guy, that he is here to learn. And that, that, that's, that's really a green light for me, even if that guy doesn't know anything about every API. But yeah, good totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was your career career path up to this point? Uh, how did you end up here? Oh, it was tough. Um, so I changed. Uh, uh, had to change jobs. I say I had to because I really had to. 
And I don't know how to actually answer that question, but um, yeah, from time to time, the things change and to adapt myself to those new situations, uh, then I have to change jobs. So my career involves into changing maybe four times job. And um, yeah, and one of the situations was that I wanted to move to Berlin and then the situation changed and I wanted to move to London. So I had to change my job. Um, yeah, it was a roller coaster. It has its ups, it has its downs, like anyone else. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, if you want to, if you want to suggest a book to a junior and a developer to read, what would be? Hmm. I have two answers for that. So, if you are a book reader, uh, then pick something that interests you. Uh, uh, for me, it was TDD, by example, from Ken Beck. And I read it, I enjoyed it, the book was great. If you don't read books often, just pick the book that is small and you think you, think you can stand it for the next day and read a few pages of that, maybe one page a day. To, until you grasp and uh, grasp the culture of reading the book. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, uh, what's your definition of being a senior developer, Android or anything else? And uh, what type of characters do you think a senior developer should have? So again, personally, I don't think the senior developer, senior developer needs to know everything. I'm quite opposite. A senior developer for me is a person who's willing to learn as much as it is needed to. So when you enter a new company, you are the most junior developer in there because you don't know anything about the code base. You don't know about the culture. And the only thing that can pick you up and make you stand out from the rest of your colleague is just your communication skills, your, your ability to learn and being sponge to learn as much as possible, to communicate, again, to contribute, because I like to see my company as, a, as kind of a closed source, open source. Um, I, I like to see myself as a contributor. That's why I say I review code for iOS as well. I wanna see if I can have a point on them as well and try to improve on their file, not just heads, heads down and just coding for Android all day. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I say, in, in, even in the technical interviews, I try to look uh, for the culture, the characteristic of the person. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. A, a senior developer is the person who shares, even if he know, doesn't know the whole project, but he, know, he has the knowledge to share. So. Yeah, we should care about the juniors and, and give them some, some knowledge. Oh, yeah. uh, what team arrangement do you prefer to work with? All seniors or a mix of senior juniors? Uh, a mix of everything. Uh, so not just seniors uh, or juniors, mix of uh, people from different countries, mix of cultures, di diversity. I really like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I've learned a lot from juniors, to be honest. And, oh, yeah. It, it doesn't mean that when you're a senior, you know everything. The more you're senior, you should agree that the less you know, because now you know how deep is the sea and, and where you're standing. And then, oh, 
another question from Reddit is that have you ever experienced imposter syndrome? Every day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, there was a. Uh, I'm gonna keep this one short. There was a great talk in Berlin DirtCon, and I actually tweeted about it. Uh, go watch that talk. It's awesome. I could relate so much to that talk, and it can actually the the methods suggested in the talk is phenomenal. Just try to do it. You'll you'll be fine. Yeah, this one is interesting from Reddit. So some some Android developer who wants to start Android learning Android uh, as a junior developer was asking, uh, what do you think about the future of Flutter? Do you advise a junior developer to learn it or uh, they should go directly to Kotlin and, and normal Android development? Um, again, I'm going to go back to the matter of interest. So if you if you have an interest of doing the things one once and running on both uh, sites, Android and iOS, definitely go for Flutter. Why not? But if you want to uh, focus on technologies on Android, maybe you're interested about Dagger. Um, Flutter doesn't have Dagger. Okay, just then just focus on Android. That that was just an example. And uh, the the thing that is very important is the focus. So focus on one thing for a while, and then after you are, uh, you get what you needed from that technology, from that idea, then allow yourself to hop on to the next idea. If you keep changing focus, then you, uh, maybe one year pass and you see that, oh, I didn't learn anything useful. I cannot apply the whole thing into one place. So yeah, the focus is much more important than learning one technology. Learn whatever you like. Yeah, um, I mean, that's totally great. And maybe last question in this category is that some, again, someone from Reddit asking that, do you have any tricks in effective Googling in your job? Do you <laughs> use any, any keyword or anything that helps to, to reach to the answer maybe faster? Not really. I just search. Um, our Slack channel is very rich. So uh, 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 these days, before I go to Google, I first search in our Slack because a lot of questions have already been answered. But um, I just Google. I don't know. I, I Google until I find my answer. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> it reminds me of one of my friends who used to add programmatically at the end of every search to find that, okay, how to do this programmatically. <laughs> but <laughs> That's a good one though. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. something. Cool. So that's the end of this section. So we will start with the next one. This section is about uh, technical Android questions. So don't you miss Java? <laughs> 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 are, are you going to catch me or something? <laughs> uh, to be honest, sometimes I miss it. <laughs> uh, I kind of do, um, but not much. Just okay. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. So is there any open source library that you cannot live without? Just name one. Huh. Uh, I can live without it, but I really like it. It's okay, HTTP. Yeah. Uh, whenever I feel tired, I just go and read the code. It's it's awesome. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, 
maybe it, it's it's a common question in all technical interviews. But if you had the power to change an Android API, which one would it be? I mean, uh, I don't know how many people answer that, but there was a thing called Honeycomb. <laughs> the whole operations system version was just. <laughs> <laughs> I think Google actually changed it. They, they immediately released another one. But uh, one thing that bugs me really is, hmm. oh yeah, um, context, mm -hmm. for sure. Number one, context. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, any idea how to improve it? Maybe we can give some idea to Google. Good question. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> okay. No, may, maybe um, uh, in, in, in Xcode, in Swift, you don't have to, uh, for example, if you want to request for permissions, you don't have to get grab a context. Um, although we have similarities with them, they also have a similar issues as context, but context is way too overloaded and everything has to be done through context. Yeah. Uh, we all know Android Jetpack kind of made our life easier, but which package, which package you like the most? Mm, compost. <laughs> I think it's, it's a useless question. I shouldn't ask it anymore. <laughs> Everyone says compost. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, someone on Reddit was asking, how did you get along with Jetpack Compose in your company? And is there any suggestion for integrating into existing apps? So right now we are in the process of actually, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the team that tries to in, uh, introduce Compose in our project, um, but it's not a small thing to do. It, it's, um, we have a lot of issues to solve before we actually can introduce Compose. But uh, mainly one of the issues is just the code base is too huge and we don't know exactly where to start with. But if your code base is not that big or <clears throat> if you're starting a new project, then you don't even need to communicate with, with the higher ups because uh, all they mostly care is the final product. Uh, if you give them a good product as a good engineer, um, I think they usually go okay with that. Yeah. But about Compose, so in my previous company, the uh, the uh, the, uh, the opportunity wasn't there. We couldn't actually introduce Compose. And that's why I thought maybe I can introduce a Compose desktop app for another mm -hmm. area of the company. Mm -hmm. That's how I actually learned Compose. And that's why I said I did uh, desktop apps. Yeah, this is this this the other uh, the next question is something that I really like to know the answer and I guess it will happen. But do you believe at some point we will get get Jetpack Compose for iOS? I I think they're already working on it, aren't they? I saw a tweet that the Compose is already supported uh, very very early stages for native for Kotlin native. Uh, so I think we are almost there, but not quite. So we are, of course, we are far away from one 1.0, but um, but in general, uh, we will support it. But I but I'm having a hard time to understand what would be the exact use case because if you want to go cross platform, then go Flutter, go React Native, 
uh, doing compose and cutlin all together might be beneficial at the starting point, but then uh, it will eventually end up like another flutter. Uh, so if you really want to go in a cross-platform road, then why not to go with them rather than waiting for compose? Yeah, okay. And uh, TDD, test-driven development. Do you think it's a miss or is a reality? Have you ever tried it in a team? Um, I did try it. And from time to time, I do actually try to code in TDD fashion. But um, I, I don't do it day to day, I'm going to be honest. Because most of the times, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, so I first try to understand, OK, what is this piece of code is supposed to do? and then maybe let's talk about how to test it. Uh, since this is my day-to-day -day life, then I cannot really do a TDD. Maybe I can, please don't blame me. I'm not the professional here, but I happen to be find it easier to do a test after. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I like to ask this question from many other people and get some idea because I know some people loves to, love to do it, but Sometimes, as you said, you have no idea where the feature will end. And you just have to start coding and see how does it go. I think doing TDD means you should have a broad idea about what's going to happen. You have to maybe even write it on a paper before coding and then decide to write some tests before doing it. But sometimes on a, on a client app like Android or, or web page, it's maybe it's it's too much depending on the view. But yeah, okay. Yeah, good point. Uh, and when you estimate a ticket, do you also dedicate time for unit testing? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, if we don't do that, then we run out of time. Talking about unit testing, uh, from your perspective, how important it is to have a higher code coverage percentage do you do you believe a higher code, cover, code coverage percentage means having a better source code i mean why would you even look at that number um i don't care about the percentage but we do test everything that we push mm -hmm. the uh, uh, git repository but generally no one really cares about what's the number it might be 100 it might be one we don't really care mm -hmm. Uh, besides Android Studio, do you also use any other software for development? Um, yeah, it depends on what. Uh, yeah, sure. It depends on what operation operating system you're using. I'm a fan of Windows, and I have a lot of tools for Windows. I see you have a nice fancy tower over there as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so yeah, for Windows, definitely try Scoop. It's a terminal app to manage your dependencies. It's very like uh, Homebrew. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one is Kanimu. It's a terminal app, although the new uh, Windows 11 terminal is quite fancy and I liked it, mm -hmm. but I haven't like deep dive into it. The Another thing, oh yeah, one of the cross-platform ones, uh, JetBrains Toolbox, definitely, definitely install it. And if you have Android Studio or IntelliJ IDEA out of, Toolbox, just try to install it with Toolbox. And it has an uh, app for Mac and Windows. And if you are only into Android Studio, from time to time, give IntelliJ IDEA a shout. 
sometimes it actually does improve your productivity and uh, it does help quite a lot when you are coding IntelliJ idea. Yeah, 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 nice. And, and uh, maybe another question from Reddit is, uh, how do you cope with uh, Play Store uh, upda policy updates? They are restricting and getting harder and harder. Do you even get involved with this part or not? In in the new pro in the new company Revolut, I haven't really uh, dealt with it because not much policy has changed since I joined. But in previous, uh, the scope storage was uh, was going to be forced and mandatory for all the updates. We didn't really had to care about it much, except that uh, we just had to update that uh, piece of. Uh, feature that was dealing with the files. It was maybe one or two day task. That was it. Oh yeah, we did actually run into an issue that was uh, causing by the scope storage, but that was uh, this OS of fault, not ours. Yeah, yeah. Something that he does hard in previous project in previous company was uh, Play Store restriction on apps that are doing are getting SMS and call permissions. And if you wanted to have those permission, you should open some, send lots of document and, and discuss why you need it if you're not an, an, a messaging app or a, a call app. But yeah, the, that was interesting and it really hit us hard. And, but we could get the agreement from Play Store that it's fine for, for our app to do it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they are open for discussion. So that's, that's mm -hmm. the cool part. All right. Um, have, have you seen Android 12 and uh, what do you think about the recent changes and do you like this material you? <laughs> uh, that's not new hot topic, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so no, I, I'm not a fan. Uh, that was actually one of the reasons I didn't like Pixel, the new Pixel. Um, so that, that was left out. But I really do like the new privacy dashboard and the privacy, uh, I think they call it toggle, something that an uh, LED shows up when an app is using your camera or microphone. Plus, uh, uh, there was an option to quickly turn off a permission mm -hmm. for an app. I, I really like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. those are my favorites. Yeah, cool. So another question is from Reddit. Uh, someone asked that, what are some challenges you ran into with scope storage become enforced with Android 11? Did you have any maybe in, in your app you're not using it? As I said, yeah, we did run into an issue with the previous company's project. Um, I don't know I don't know how much of it I can discuss, but generally with the scope storage, if you if you uh, download or maybe move a file from your storage to public and your app gets cleared data, then uh, you, don't, you lose access to that file. So that was one of the issue for us. The other one was that uh, <coughs> uh, the APIs wasn't really clear on how to actually move the file from private to one of the public ones. So we had to read quite a lot uh, to actually understand how to move the file from one place to another place following the new restrictions. So yeah, we did run into issues, but again, uh, it was solvable. Yeah, I, I think that that's the biggest issue with new features because 
and no one has done it before. And if you are the first one who is going to pick that feature and do it, then good luck with it because you have to maybe at some point start reading the API code, source code to understand how it works. Yeah. But yeah, cool. Um, th this one is, is also from my wife because uh, she was asking, why do you think there are few women Android developers? And, and how do you believe we as Android community and companies should kind of encourage and empower them to join the fund? Honestly, I don't know the reasons. Maybe their interests are different than ours. But I do have a few friends that are actually, uh, uh, there are women and they're in this industry. Um, from here, from back in my country, mm -hmm. uh, but honestly, I don't know the answer. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, next section might be interesting. So I will give you some option, and you only have to pick one. So oh, let's okay. let's see. I think you already answered this one. Mac, Windows, Linux. Which one you prefer for Android development? Should I say it again? Of course, Windows. <laughs> okay. Uh, Java, Kotlin, which one? Uh, that's a hard one. Can I object it? New version of Java, the Kotlin together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, Kotlin. At this point, Kotlin. Okay. And what about Dart or Kotlin? Dart? Yes. No, Kotlin. Okay. Uh, for dependency injection, Dagger or Coin? Uh, definitely Dagger. Okay. Why? I like it. Uh, it's a cool thing. Just just learn it. I know it, but then I switched to Coin, and I'm happy with Coin. I don't know. That there, there are lots of discussion around, but good to we know. We can talk about it in a whole different interview. <laughs> Let's not do it here. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> Arx Java coroutines. Huh. I like Arx Java. I really do. Uh, but we're in Kotlin, so I have to go in coroutines. Yeah. Uh, Git terminal or Git GUI client, something like fork or mix. Mix both of them. But um, day to day uh, GUIs, yeah, GUI. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Android Studio, yeah. I'm wondering why, for which part you use the terminal? Just for the time that the Android Studio stops working. <laughs> oh, okay. And, uh, so, so you use the Android Studio plugin? Um, uh, I don't know if I have, by plugin, you have to install it separately. Uh, the default behavior mm -hmm. is pretty good for me, at least. Mm -hmm. And um, for the terminal, for the rest of the things, if I'm out outside of the Android Studio, then uh, definitely. Uh, maybe the reason behind is that uh, a junior Android developer should go and de learn all the Git commands or just use some client with some GUI for the beginning. If, if you're working in IntelliJ IDEA or Android Studio, uh, it's just a couple of shortcuts, uh, command K, control K, and that's it. <laughs> so you don't really have to deal with a lot of 
git uh, commands. And if you find uh, if you find it fancy enough, then go and learn it. Otherwise, I don't see a point of learning the whole git commands just for doing so. Yeah, there are lots of switches and and commands, but uh, I I personally suggest that you should learn how git works but you don't need to learn all the switches if you if you are not a terminal person so catch up with some client and if it works for oh, you oh yeah yeah uh, merge or rebase <laughs> <laughs> um, rebase okay uh, mpp mvvm or mvi mvi for sure okay Okay, oh, and true. and as the last question, tab or space for indentation? I don't really care about that. Oh, really? Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> control for for the folks that are doing Android Studio, Control Alt L. That's my option. <laughs> okay. Yeah. By default, I think it's the space, but I, I I have some discussion that maybe tab is better, but let's not do it here. Okay. So, yeah, to wrap up. Uh, I think uh, I will put your Twitter link to to the video description. But is there any channel that maybe you like to get in touch if anyone has any question from you? Yeah, Twitter is the best place. Otherwise, LinkedIn. I don't check LinkedIn as often as uh, Twitter, uh, but you can get a hold of me literally anywhere else with that handle as well. So feel free. <laughs> Uh, any topic, any other topic that I didn't mention in this talk, and you think uh, you like to talk about, or or some some advice for some junior Android developer who are going to join this community? Anything you would like to add at the end? Yeah, I have one thing, and that is very important, um, and that is about speaking up. It it doesn't matter if you just started or if you're a senior Android developer or senior software engineer or whatever it is, uh, you, need to, you need to talk about your problems, your findings and knowledge. Uh, problems, because uh, if you don't talk about problems, you think you're alone and then uh, imposter syndrome kicks in quick, quite quickly. But trust me, you're not alone in anything unless you're creating a bleeding edge metaverse technology, something like that. <laughs> So, uh, no, you're not alone in anything in these days. Um, just, just try to speak and talk to your colleagues, friends, or the community. Everyone here literally is passionate about what they're doing. And uh, I happen to, uh, I, I myself asked a few, quite a few people before I made the move, I changed my jobs. Uh, and I'm happy that I did it because with consultation comes the price. Um, yeah, otherwise you will lose a lot. So mm -hmm. just talk to people. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thanks for your time. We had a very nice talk. I enjoyed it. I hope you also enjoyed it. And also viewers also. Uh, thank you for being here. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. It was a lot uh, a lot talk about and it was a lot of fun so thanks a lot and enjoy the rest nice
So uh, my name is Mohsen. Thanks for watching. If you like this interview, I'm going to do it more with other Android developers. So feel free to join, like, and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, hit the bell button and uh, you will get notified when there is a new video. Thank you and have a nice day.